Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, you'll hear from head coach Josh McDaniels as he met with the media on Monday, still trying to figure out what in the world went wrong in New Orleans on Sunday as the Raiders were shut out by the Saints, dropping their overall record to 2-5. and five. Plus, what I think the Raiders need to show the rest of the season, your calls and texts will close out the show. It's all coming up on a very busy Tuesday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, November 1st. That's right, it's the first of the month, baby, right here in 2022. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. Your win is a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. Welcome here, Raider Nation, to another edition of the Locked On Raiders Podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen each and every day. Remember, you can find the Locked On Raider Podcast free and available on all platforms. And I do appreciate everyone who's trying to work with us when it comes to YouTube. I know on Monday it was not a good YouTube day for us. We got to show up really late. Uh, was not able to show the video like it was supposed to show. Uh, we're just kind of working out the kinks still. So I do appreciate anyone who deals with it and bears with it and knows that, hey, YouTube is coming sooner rather than later. We're going to get it worked out. My man Ari is working really hard behind the scenes to make it all go. But every once in a while, you just got some uh, technical difficulties that you got to deal with. So uh, we're trying to work our way through it. Uh, I do anticipate the podcast being out as it always is around midnight each and every day. Uh, and then, of course, the, the YouTube. I'm anticipating maybe 10 a.m. at the latest each and every day. But uh, just give us a, you know, a little bit of time to make sure that we get that all squared away. I'm excited about today's episode and it is being brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on the entry. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com. Promo code locked on. So let's go ahead and jump into some head coach Josh McDaniel sound. We met with him very early on Monday by way of Zoom. The team is in Sarasota, Florida. They're all meeting. With, they're all hanging out with each other. They're not coming back to Las Vegas. They're not going to have time to go and be with their family and you know get just um, you know distracted. They'll they'll have to absolutely bond with the team. And right now, after what happened on Sunday in New Orleans, <laughs> if anyone needs some time to bond. It's the Raiders. So here goes Josh McDaniels met with us very early, all week long. It doesn't matter if it's a defensive coordinator, offense coordinator, head coach, whatever the case may be, it's always going to be very early because they're on the East Coast. So normally he would have met with us at 1030. He met with us at 730 in the morning on Monday. So uh, today I think uh, Patrick Graham and, and offensive coordinator uh, Mick Lombardi will meet with us about 8 o'clock. So kind of look forward to that depending on what time you listen to this. But let's go ahead and jump into some head coach Josh McDaniels sound. I just have a couple sound bites that I want you to hear. And the first one is about the locker room. Because when you start to lose and the expectations are high and you have alpha dogs in there like a Max Crosby, like a Devontae Adams, like a Josh Jacobs, guys that are expecting to, to win, especially with the way that they came into the season with the high expectations. How concerned is head coach Josh McDaniels on the locker room not getting away from him and start pointing the fingers at each other and saying, hey, you're not doing your job or you're not doing your job and start really, you know, like I said, pointing the fingers and blame. What can the Raiders do as a team? What can he do and the players in that locker room do to stay together? I think the best thing we can all do is, uh, one, be, be truthful and honest with one another, um, treat, enough, treat, you know, treat one another the way we've treated them all year. And, and uh, we have a really high character locker room. Uh, we have a bunch of great people in there that work really hard at their job. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I fully trust and believe in them. And 
again, you know, yes, as disappointing as yesterday was, um, we've had, you know, we've had some signs of progress here and um, really just, you know, try to stay consistent as much as we can here. You know, there's, you know, we, 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 we learn from the things we don't do well and hopefully we can improve and get better uh, where it's, like I said, it's not unique to us. We're not the only team that, that loses games. And again, as hard as yesterday was, Hopefully we'll be able to learn the lessons from that and be better. But, uh, you know, just uh, I think people people respond to, uh, you know, just direct, honest, open dialogue. And that's what we're going to do. And uh, our guys have always been accountable to that. And uh, I have a great deal of respect for every one of them. Right there was head coach Josh McDaniels just talking about the locker room. And he said, hey, we got a very strong locker room. So he's not too concerned about it. But I'll tell you what, a couple more performances like you saw on Sunday, maybe even one more performance. Like if they don't go out there and do what they're supposed to do against the Jaguars this week, man, the locker room really could start pointing the finger at each other. Like, wait a minute, hold on. I'm doing my end of the bargain, but what are you doing? So the next soundbite I want you to hear is from one of those alpha dogs that I mentioned, Josh Jacobs, who, man, I wish he was a captain. He's not a captain, but man, I wish he was a captain because all season long, he really has put it on his back, his shoulders, his legs to lead the team. Even early in the season when they weren't giving him the rock very much, he was still going out there and doing the best that he can. And I don't care if it's a contract season or not. Josh Jacobs is out there giving everything he's got. So after the game on Sunday, he told reporters in the locker room, everyone at practice this week should be pissed off, should be angry, practicing like, you know, it really, really matters, like going hard in the paint. So Coach McDaniels was asked about that. Is that the kind of approach that you want to hear from more players besides just one in Josh Jacobs? Um, I mean, I think we all probably should have a, uh, you know, uh, whatever, uh, more urgency, uh, more attention to detail, uh, more focus, um, and whatever we can do to, to help our team perform better. Um, I think that's what, you know, all of us should <clears throat> all of us should look to do. Um, and it doesn't surprise me that Josh would say that Josh practices hard every day. And I think he'll try to demand that from his teammates. And I think his teammates will do the same thing, you know? So um, our team has always, you know, worked really hard and responded well to any adversity or challenges that we faced. And um, our leadership has been very good, very consistent. And I think this is, again, you know, that you get put in situations like this sometimes to, you know, see how you respond. And I think the response uh, to any adversity is um, really in many ways as important as anything else you're going to do. And so uh, we've had, we've had some adversity this year. We've tried to respond to it. This is another one. We're going to need to respond to it. And uh, you know, regardless of how it feels today um, you know, our, our goal is going to be to go out there and have a good week this week down here in Florida and try to get ready to go and play another, you know, a, a good team in Jacksonville and do the best we can to try to compete and win. Again, love that approach from Josh Jacobs. I know everyone's not built like that. Everyone's not cut like that. I know everyone doesn't lead in that way, but I like that. I really do. If it was a guy, if I'm a guy in that locker room, I'm excited by the way that Josh Jacobs, you know, wears his emotions on his sleeve and he's he's ready to lead and fire up the, the sideline and, and tell all the players, let's go, let's make things happen. And again, He's a guy without a C on his chest. I really wish he was a captain of the Raiders team this year, one of the captains of the team, because, man, I didn't see anyone. I said this on Monday show. I didn't see anyone that was a captain wearing that C on their chest, going up and down that sideline, trying to get folks fired up and trying to lead the charge. Josh Jacobs has done it not only on, on Sunday, but he's done it all season long. Final soundbite that I, uh, I have from head coach Josh McDaniels is actually a question I asked him about 
the film and how you cannot allow the one loss on Sunday to beat you twice. So is this one of those games where you go, you look at the film, you see what you did wrong, and then you crumble it away and throw it away and then not go back to it. Don't dwell on it. So, again, so it doesn't beat you twice. Here's head coach Josh McDaniels talking about that. Q, that's a great question. Um, I've, I've, been a, I've been a part of a few of these before in my lifetime, and, uh, you know, they're never, they're never fun to go through. Um, I think the reality is is – you have to you have to pull out uh, the things that you need to learn from from this tape that will make us better and hopefully help us improve. Um, and then you got to move forward. You know what I mean? If you sit here and dwell on it all night tonight, all day tomorrow, I mean, there's there's just no you know what I mean. That isn't the way to go. You know, the way to go is you know let's you know let's let's learn from it. Let's be honest with one another. Let's be open to the 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 positive corrections we can make. And then, you know what, let's bury the tape and, you know, move on to the next week and start getting ourselves and our minds ready to go for a good practice on Wednesday. I think that's the best way to do it. Uh, again, if you coach or play long enough, you're going to have one or two of these. And, uh, you know, if you let it affect you longer than what it should, then, you know, that's that's shame on you, you know, because, uh, like I said, there's a lot of teams that go through this and nobody likes it, but, you know, sometimes it can be a learning experience that you really look back on and say, man, we needed that, you know, that set us straight uh, and, and really taught us a lot of hard lessons. So we're going to try to look for those this morning and this afternoon with our players, uh, be open and honest with them. And I know that they'll be receptive to that. They've been great all year. And uh, and then we're going to move on and get ready for Jacksonville. That was something one of my buddies uh, back in Central Texas, old coach uh, Ward Whites, used to say all the time. Do not allow a, a loss to beat you twice. It didn't matter if we were talking high school football, college football, pro football, no matter what the case may be, as a team, as an organization, as a program, you can never allow one loss to beat you twice. It's just like in the business I'm in. If I have one bad radio show, I can't dwell on it and allow it to give me two bad radio shows in a row or two bad podcasts in a row. If I do, that's on me. You got to let that stuff go. So that's what I got for you from head coach Josh McDaniels. Also, on, uh, on Monday, I had Andrew Brandt on my radio show, Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. He was a longtime uh, you know, front office guy with the Packers. He was a VP of the Packers. Uh, he's been on ESPN. He does Monday Morning Quarterback on Sports Illustrated. Lots of different stuff from him. So had him on my radio show, and I asked him multiple questions about, one, the locker room, how much concern uh, you know, for the locker room that, that he would have, and also when a team gets beat like the Raiders did on Sunday – and they were a playoff team a year ago. How long does, does he feel that, you know, a coach should be given time to, to be able to grow and, and build that thing in, his, in, his, uh, in, in the way that he sees fit? Because right now it doesn't seem like it's working with the Raiders. So what is he seeing as far as a problem goes? Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on there. I haven't followed as closely as everyone there. But Callen is not matching the record, and that's always a problem where – and again, I don't know the intricacies of the whole team, but you have a blue, blue is the highest mark, premier players. You have a blue at wide receiver. You have a blue at running back. And you have a blue at the defensive ends. I mean, those are some of the most important positions in football. And you have truly elite players at those positions. That's not matching the record. So when that happens, you try to, you try to search for answers. And it's not matching the production. So you wonder what's going on. And 
takes sort of a deep dive assessment into what's going on with the team, and that's what's necessary now. There's Andrew Brandt right there talking about a, a team getting comfortable with the new coach and the new coaching staff, and he really doesn't know, like, as he mentioned, really don't know what's going on in Las Vegas. Seems to be uh, a big mystery of what the issue is. And so the final soundbite I want you to hear from Andrew Brandt is about Derek Carr and the fact that he needs to help lead this team to where they want to be. At least that's what I expect as the guy who, you know, is the leader of the team, has been around for a very long time, and the Raiders went out and got his college teammate in Devontae Adams. So what does Derek Carr have to do to show who he is as a quarterback and also what Carr to Adams looks like? I don't know what's going on there. You know, I was, and I guess still am, a believer in Carr. Um, Big arm, nice player, good attitude. Certainly he had some moments last year. It caught the national attention, um, and certainly on the off-field stuff, the leadership role that he's played has really been impressive. But something's not clicking there. And all my Packer roots, I know a lot about Devonte Adams. You know, this is going to be a test. Uh, can Devonte Adams succeed without Aaron Rodgers? Can Aaron Rodgers succeed without Devonte Adams? You know, we'll see where this thing goes, but. Breaking up Rodgers and Adams has been a tough thing for both sides right now. There you go. Andrew Brandt, longtime front office man in the NFL, been around the game for many, many years, sharing his thoughts on uh, the Raiders and, and Derek Carr in particular and what's going on in Las Vegas. So a uh, lot to wonder about, right? A lot of questions that the Raiders have moving forward, and all they can do is continue to work and try to improve and improve and try to improve some more. Coming up in segment number two, as far as improvement goes, what do I want to see the rest of the way? They have a game with Jacksonville. They've got 10 games guaranteed left. What do I want to see in those 10 games? We'll talk about it next here on the Locked On Raiders podcast after we tell you about the title sponsor of today's show, which is Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You pick two to five players that they score more or less in their Prize Picks projection. You can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked on again, promo code locked on for prize picks. And I know a lot of folks are wondering, well, exactly how do you use it? Well, the good thing about prize picks, there's no competing against other people, it's just you versus the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport you watch NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, golf, everything college football, men's college basketball. When it's on its way back, everything you can imagine esports, NASCAR, tennis, boxing, uh, Euro basketball, cricket. I'm serious, even cricket. They have everything available. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. What do you need to do right now? Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. You deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. You deposit $50, Prize Picks will give you $50. Don't forget, use the promo code locked on at sign up for instant deposit match up to $100. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. What I want to see the rest of the way. And really, I, I just, 
You know, it's so funny when you talk about a team that won 10 games and went to the playoffs and now they get off to the start that they're at right now at two and five overall. And everyone's wondering about the coaching staff. Did Mark Davis bring in the right guy? And most people believe that they didn't, you know, especially when Rich Basaccia, who's in Green Bay as a special teams coach, is there. And we all know that Rich Basaccia helped this team get to the playoffs a year ago. So a lot of folks are going back to, well, he should still be the guy. I don't know if that's the case or not. I have never thought that he was going to be a head coach long term, but that's just me. Maybe I'm wrong. I've been wrong a million times. I could be wrong a million more times. But what do I want to see from this team the rest of the way? And this is not only the players on the field, but also the coaching staff. I want to see anger. I want to see a sense of urgency. I want to see these guys fired up. And I want to see players holding each other accountable, right? I mean, and that go, again, that goes for everybody. There's alpha dogs on this team that I don't see out there performing at a high level. And I know that on Sunday, Devontae Adams probably wasn't feeling good. He looked like he was dealing with the illness still that he had dealt with throughout the course of the week. But I don't want to use that as an excuse. I really don't. I saw him have a ball hit him square in the hands and he put it on the ground. Right. I saw him let a guy that was, you know, basically a rookie or is a rookie uh, blanket him. Right. And now the guy's bragging about, hey, man, I shut down Devontae Adams. That should never happen. He's an alpha dog. That should never happen. I want to see these guys go out there and operate like they have a sense of urgency and they know what they're doing. I want to see more guys out there looking like Josh Jacobs than just Josh Jacobs. And that's not, you know, a a direct shot at at Josh Jacobs at all. I appreciate what he's doing, but I want to see more guys follow his lead, right? Max Crosby's out there getting after it. I want to see someone like Chandler Jones step up. Someone in the, uh, on the defensive line. Someone else. I don't care who it is. Malcolm Koontz, Tayshawn Bauer, whoever it is. And look, I also want to see if the Raiders coaching staff, you know, during practice sees a guy that's working his tail off and doesn't see a guy like Chandler Jones or someone else or maybe a, a, a Bilal Nichols or Andrew uh, Billings or whoever the case may be. I don't know who it is. But if anyone is slacking, bring someone else in. Put someone else in who wants to play. Because right now, as I mentioned on Monday's show, it's evaluation season. So... I don't care if it's not a blue chip guy that's out there or a guy with a big name. I really don't care at this point. I want to see the guys that are doing the most in practice out there playing in games. And that's pretty much what the coaching staff has said since they've been, you know, with the Raiders. But I mean, I really want to see it like Chandler Jones to me is doing absolutely nothing. If he's not, if he's not out there performing, then put someone else in there that might. I know Tayshaun Bauer doesn't have the biggest name. I know that Malcolm Koontz hasn't done the most and hasn't played a bunch of snaps, but if they can get it done, put him out there, right? If Josh Jacobs has to continue to run the rock all the time, go. that's fine. You know, I mean, I, again, I don't care, but I just want to see some, 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 some anger. And I, and I know, and I had plenty of people call me on my radio show on Monday on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920, and, and was like, well, I want to see Derek Carr get angry. And look, I know Derek Carr doesn't lead like that, But I do want to see some kind of, you know, some kind of, I don't want to say care because I know he cares. I know all those players care. They all want to win. Like, I don't want to criticize them to the point where, oh, I don't think that they care. They all care. But I I want them to take that personal. That's what I think I, I really want to see. Because on Sunday, what bothers me about the loss is not the fact that they lost. Losses are going to happen, right? We see losses all across the league. But the way that it happened, it was almost like everybody was okay with it. They were just like relaxing, cool, and like, oh, yeah, hey, it happens. We lost. You know, we no-showed a game. No no problem. And and that's, that should not be okay. And I know Josh McDaniels is a guy, and he's told us many times in the media sessions he doesn't like to ride the, the roller coasters. He likes to stay even kill if it's win, lose, or, or whatever. He likes to stay that way. But I want to see him get fired up too. I, re- I mean, I really do. I think that that needs to be shown so – 
so guys could take notice. And when I say guys, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about players. I'm talking about other coaches. I'm talking about the front office. I'm sure Mark Davis would like to see some guys fired up. You know, after meeting with Josh McDaniels for the second time so far this year, and look, make no mistake about it, I don't think he's going to get uh, fired anytime soon. Now, I mean, I guess if they have a couple more performances like they did on Sunday, and, you know, all bets are off, but I just don't see that as, as a possibility. I think that Mark Davis hired his guy, and he's ready to ride it out with them. But, man, show something. Show that what there's, they're doing and, and what they did on Sunday was unacceptable. And coaches that are, are putting players in bad positions like the defense – Patrick Graham, I've been a supporter of Patrick Graham, but, man, his defensive plan did not look good. Denzel Perriman lined up against Alvin Kamara all, uh, all day on Sunday. That's not okay. So if I'm Josh McDaniels, I'm like, hey, Patrick, what, what are we doing? That's not a good matchup. Everyone knows that's not a good matchup. What are we doing? So stuff like that. I want to see guys being held accountable. If these guys go out there and compete, and I feel like they're leaving it all on the field and they're giving everything they got, I can live with a loss. Of course, I don't want to see it. I want to see the team win. I want to see them do great. I want to see them win double-digit games and go to the playoffs and make a deep run. That's what I want to see. That's what I expected to see when the season started, and especially when the Raiders made all the moves that they made, right? It's like, okay, this has got to be a better team than what they were a season ago, and it's obviously not shaking out that way. If you go out and you give everything you got and you lose, that's one thing. But if you go out there and you just sleepwalk through the game like they did on Sunday, that's a totally another thing. That's what bothers me. That's what I'm not okay with. So that's what I really want to see the rest of the way. I mean, there's guys nationally that were talking about how good the Raiders were going to be, and now they're looking at them like, man, that's the worst team in football. That's the worst performance I've ever seen. I mean, there's, there, it's, it's really bad. And I know I've had plenty of people hit me up on Twitter, send me direct messages, and said that, you know, the local media didn't know what they were talking about. They, you know, they're not paying attention like the national media. That's not true. Because I did believe that this team was going to be a lot better. From what I saw in training camp, I thought they were going to be a lot better. But there was plenty of national media that thought that they were going to be a real good team, including Adam Shine uh, from Shine on Sports. He does Mad Dog Radio. He's really good, uh, you know, really good uh, uh, media guy, you know, a, a radio dude, a guy that, you know, covers sports like a glove. He does a really fantastic job. I remember during training camp him talking about the Raiders and how he expected them to be a really good team. This was his thoughts on Monday about what he saw from the Raiders on Sunday and what he's seen so far this season from the Silver and Black. And let me tell you, man, he doesn't pull no punches. Check it out. Here's Adam Shine talking about the Raiders. That was absolutely the worst performance of any NFL team in 2022. The Raiders should fold the franchise. Josh McDaniels might be one and done. And there was a report that this was the second post game where Mark Davis had a long huddle up with Josh McDaniels. We talk about the Sean Payton sweepstakes. I, I will officially include the Vegas Raiders. Josh McDaniels, who left the Colts at the altar, and Josh McDaniels, who was terrible in Denver. There, you watch the Raiders play. They are defunct. They are embarrassing. They have no zip, no energy, no plan, no clue. And I thought the worst loss of the year, shame on me, was going to be the the game against Arizona when they were up 20 nothing at the half. I mean, they could have and should have won the game against Tennessee. They didn't even post in the first half, come back too late. McDaniel screwed the whole thing up in terms of game management against Kansas City. I stupidly thought that the Raiders were still alive and they were going on a run better than a banged-up New Orleans team starting Andy Dalton, by the way. I mean, and they didn't even score. They didn't even post. Josh McDaniels is a is a failure in every possible way. 
And just so we're clear, because you guys know that I love Derek Carr, this is the worst season of Derek Carr's life. Derek Carr deserves all sorts of criticism. I thought he was going to throw for 5,000 yards or 4,000 yards. Derek Carr is awful, awful. What did he throw for 100 yards yesterday? Carr stinks. Adam stinks. Line stinks. How'd it work out? Cutting Alex Leatherwood. Big message sent. What, what a joke. Is Chandler Jones still on the team? Do they play a lick of defense? I mean, Patrick Graham, his defense looks atrocious. I mean, this was supposed to be a playoff season. This was, they fired Rich Passaccia, said, thanks for the memories. We're going to do better. So they bring in McDaniels and they bring in Adams. This team is an embarrassment. And of all the losses and all the games this year, first half of the NFL season, that was the weakest, most gutless and pathetic performance of any single team in the entire league. That was massive right there. That really caught my attention because, again, he was a guy that talked highly about the Raiders all offseason, all training camp, all preseason. He thought they were going to be a really good team, including a team that could compete to, to win the AFC West, beat the Chiefs in the AFC West, and we were all wrong. There's plenty of us that were wrong. There was plenty that thought that the Raiders were going to be, you know, a bad team because the offensive line still was uh, left in question and there wasn't a whole lot of depth on the team. And all those guys were spot on. But there was plenty out there. Make no mistake about it. There's plenty out there that thought that this team was going to be really good. And obviously, they have not. So that's what I got for you for same number two. What I want to see is a sense of urgency. I want to hear see players and, and coaches hold each other accountable. And I want to see them leave everything on the field. If they leave everything on the field and they don't win a whole lot of games, fine. But if there's a couple more embarrassing games like what we saw on Sunday, then the conversation is definitely going to change. But what are you thinking? How are you feeling? 707-654-4693. That's the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line. That's going to come up next. We're going to get to your calls and texts after we talk about BetOnline. .net. They are your number one source for betting football and basketball and a whole lot more. You can get the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, in-depth analysis on every single game. You're, they're your continued source for all your sports wagering information. They got live betting and up-to-the-minute scores. They're the fastest and easiest way to check on in all your favorite games, events, baseball, the World Series. It was, it was actually postponed on Monday due to weather, so they'll get back at it, have game three, game four, game five, see how it goes. Phillies and the Astros. I always look forward to postseason baseball, MMA, boxing, golf, and a whole lot more. Go to the website today on your laptop or your mobile device to learn about more. BetOnline.net. That's where the game starts. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's start things off with Mario in Tucson. He's calling about the game, talked about the way the Raiders' body language looked, the style of play they had, and even more. Here he is, Mario in Tucson. Q, Raider Nation. What's up, y'all? It's uh, Mario in Tucson again. I know I usually don't call right after the game i usually let it sink in a little bit but i can't not today well let's talk about it uh real quick to me it just looked like the team never got off the plane they didn't show up to new orleans they didn't show up to play a game they they looked shell-shocked they looked dead they looked tired they looked like they didn't want to be there and they played like it but i'll tell you this they had a real chance today to try to start to right the ship. 
get themselves to be, you know, three and four with a chance to be 500 next week with a win. But now it's just looking to me like they just don't have what it takes to make that kind of run. To me, it looks like this team already freaking, you know, packed their bags and getting ready for vacation. I mean, hell, I'm hearing people talking about the damn draft already. This is ridiculous, man. Come out every freaking week and watch these dudes pull this kind of crap. I'm tired of it, man. I'm sitting there. I pay all this money so I can watch Sunday tickets so I can watch my guys play wherever they play. And what have they done to give back to me? They ain't done nothing but lose games and make excuses. You know, I ain't going to talk about the P-word, Q, because there ain't one to talk about. They're not going anywhere. These guys are in real freaking trouble right now, and it's just I'm upset with it. It's just ridiculous to sit there and watch this kind of stuff every week. No fire, no emotion. Running cute plays that don't go anywhere. Colton Miller, where was your blocking at today, man? What the hell? But you know what? Like I said the last time I called, I'm going to talk this off, this loss up as a team loss because this team lost this game. Nobody showed up. Nobody gave a damn. No one came to do anything but take an L. They got kicked in the teeth, and they didn't recover. This team is tougher than that. At least they should be tougher than that. But you know what? I'm just going to talk it up. I don't know where we go from here, you know what I'm saying? I have no answers, only questions. But you know what? I don't own the team. I'm just a fan. But they better get something fixed and get it fixed quick. This season is almost already over. Peace. Mario, thanks for the call, my man. I can hear the frustration in your voice, and I understand completely. You know, there should be a ton of frustration. Hopefully the team is as frustrated as the fan base is. But uh, good stuff. It's great to hear from you, and something needs to be fixed. And hopefully this week it's Sarasota, Florida, preparing for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hopefully this week this bonding uh, together instead of, you know, having to be here in Las Vegas and and go home and be with their families and have other distractions. Hopefully that's able to kind of bring this team together because, man, oh, man, they need to be brought together. Thank you for the call. I do appreciate you. Matter of fact, I'll be in Tucson. Uh, matter of fact, depending on what time you're listening to this, I might be in Tucson right now. Little Q's playing against uh, University of Arizona in basketball. That's right, the number 17th ranked team in the country in basketball. Uh, Little Q's playing from Western Oregon. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun one. So uh, myself and the wife will be in Tucson uh, watching their game later on this evening at the University of Arizona. So hopefully everything goes goes well. We have a lot of fun and able to surprise Little Q with our, our presence at, at his game. So thank you for the call, my man. I do appreciate you. Up next, got a text from Raider L. I said, what's up, Q? Raider L here. I've been listening to your podcast. It's the Khalil Mack trade. This is the first time I've reached out because of the pure frustration I'm feeling. I'm literally texting you from the game during halftime. I traveled here from Vegas for my 10-year-old's nephew's first Raider game. I can tell you this game is over by looking at the body language of the team. I don't see any fight in them. No sense of urgency, no fire. This team needs the leaders to pick it up. The sideline looks like a beaten team. Could it be that this team is taking on the calm, quiet personality of McDaniels? Let me tell you that Raider Nation definitely showed up for this game. We made ourselves known in Noya. What did we get for our efforts? A horrible showing by a team that looks like they're beaten. The nation deserves much better than this. Something has to change. Thanks for always giving Raider Nation a voice. We appreciate all the hard work you put in. Hang in there, Raider Nation. That's from Raider L, who actually texted in during halftime of the game on Sunday. And 
Yeah, I agree. The body language of the team was probably my biggest issue. Again, losses happen, but the way that they look, no sense of urgency. It almost looked like there was no care in the world for everyone that wasn't named Max Crosby or Josh Jacobs, right? And that, to me, is the bigger issue. If they're okay and comfortable with that, I don't know if they're taking on the personality of their head coach. I don't know what it is, but something's got to change because that can't happen. That cannot continue to happen. That's for sure. So thank you so much for that text. I'm glad that, you know, you were able to go out there. I'm sorry that that was your your nephew's first Raider game and he had to witness that. But hopefully that won't be the last game and, and he'll be able to witness a whole bunch of really good games moving forward. But again, like I said, thank you so much for that text. Up next, got a call from Raider Zeus. He's calling to shed some good news on Raider Nation after the pathetic game played by the Raiders, and he brings that news back to the Raiders. So it all ties in together. Some good news, and it has to do with the Raiders as well. So here he is, Raider Zeus. Hey, Q. What's up? This is Raider Zeus just calling in after the pathetic game that the Raiders had against the Saints. Oh, oh boy, this, this one hurts. But I'm calling with some good news. Some very, very good news. This is going to be a very short phone call, but I've known about this for maybe five, six months. If that long, I'm going to be an uncle. It can't get any better than that. I'm going to be an uncle. So it's Uncle Raider Zeus from now on. My brother, he's celebrating his uh, wedding anniversary. He's been married one year since yesterday which was Saturday, uh, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to being an uncle. I just can't say it enough. I've known about it for some time. I'm just, I'm just so happy that uh, this is going to happen. But the downside is my niece is going to grow up in this. She's going to grow up being a Raiders fan and not knowing what winning means. So, But other than that, I'm actually – I'm, that's the only thing I'm looking forward to is being an uncle, uh, and it it's just so amazing that uh, this is happening. Uh, my sister-in-law is due in, I think, February, mid to late February, so hopefully this gets to you. Um, hopefully you can play this when a lot of people just uh, poo-poo on uh, McDaniels. Sorry for the language there, but uh, hopefully this brightens up people's day, even though I've only called in once and texted in uh, once. So I'm going to be an uncle, and she's going to grow up in this. So I'll be damned if uh, her mom lets her be a Panthers fan because she's from Carolina, and my brother is a Cowboys fan. So I'm going to make sure she... Uh, is a member of the uh, Raiders Nation and not the Dallas Cowgirls or the Carolina uh, Panthers. And uh, Mariota won. So once a Raider, always a Raider. If he doesn't go to the Super Bowl, I'm calling it now. It's going to be the Chiefs and Eagles. The Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Uncle Raider Zeus out. Thank you so much for the call, my man. I appreciate you, and congratulations. You know, it's funny that there's a large portion of the fan base that has never seen this team as a winner. It sucks, but it's real. Again, congratulations. Tell your brother, congratulations for all of us. Next up, got a text from Raider Rob in Pittsburgh. It says, Q, Raider Rob from Pittsburgh, I just want to let you know you nailed it today on the podcast. Best ever. 
It was like you were sitting in my game room during and after the game yesterday. We even went to the extent of watching our DVD of our road trips and then going out in the yard to play some tag football. Just try and forget what we just watched. I've been a diehard Raider fan since I was six years old, 1974. Since 2004, our group has traveled up and down the East Coast once a year to see a Raider game. We only missed one year, and that was one of Art Shell's year, just simply protesting bad football. We're flying to Florida this weekend. We got seats by their tunnel. By Friday, we'll be fired up. By Sunday, we'll be talking trash and supporting them as loud as we can. But if they produce another outing like the last one, I'll make sure they hear my displeasure when they come off the field. I didn't get a chance to listen to your show tonight, but JT and his callers nailed everything also. Thank God for you guys. We thought we were going nuts yesterday. Again, just saying thanks for all you do. That was outstanding today. This isn't for the radio. I just don't have any social media to reach out to you. So uh, Raider Rob in Pittsburgh, thank you for the text, my man. And I hate that I had to be the guy that feels like the bearer of bad news or the guy that was doom and gloom. But after that performance on Sunday, you got to call it like it is, right? And I mentioned it multiple times that Raider Nation deserves way better than what they saw on Sunday from the Silver and Black. So thank you again so much for that text. Uh, up next, got a call from Jess in Boston. She's calling in to speak on what she thinks the Raiders need to focus their attention on moving forward. Here she is, Jess in Boston. Hey, Q. Uh, this is Jess in Boston, uh, NorCal, born and raised, Raiders for life. Um, man, this really hurts me to say it, but, uh, you know, there are two elite QB prospects in the draft, C.J. Stroud and uh, Bryce Young at Bama, and I think it's time to set our sights on those guys. Derek just has become a shell of himself, um, you know, and I've watched basically every game he's ever played, and uh, I think he's a great person, a wonderful guy in the community, a, a wonderful man in his church family. A wonderful father and husband and all of that. And uh, I like what he's about as a person, but um, it, this ain't it. This ain't it. So, um, you know, I think he can go have his little Andy Dalton journey, play a couple years for some random teams as a, you know, journeyman mediocre starter. Um, and we need to just start over because um, it's been eight going on nine years with this guy. And, um, I just, I can't do it anymore. Like, it's painful. So, yeah, I, I think it's time to focus in. We, we're looking like we're going to have a top five pick. We're number two right now. And there's some big talent in the draft at QB. So, I hate to say it. It makes me feel like a Jets fan or something disgusting like that. But here we are. It's time to set our eyes toward getting a good QB. Uh, I really appreciate everything you do, Q. Uh, God bless you, you and yours. Take care. Jess, thanks so much for the call. I appreciate you, and I'll say I have no idea what's going to happen the rest of the season, but I do think, in my gut, just a gut feeling, haven't heard anything, I do think the Raiders do exactly what you're saying, address the quarterback position in the upcoming draft. I mean, Carr could still be around. You know the contract extension that he just received. They can get out of it this year, or they can keep him around for a couple years. I feel like they're going to draft a guy this, this upcoming draft, have him sit behind, Derek Carr, have him learn a little bit, similar to what I thought about Jalen Hurts years ago, a couple years ago now, when I said that I thought that the Raiders should draft him and they never had a chance because the Eagles grabbed him ahead of time. I thought he would have been a perfect guy to sit behind Carr, learn, and then move forward. Not saying he would have the 7-0 success that he has right now, but just the mentality that he had, I thought would have been a good guy to sit behind Derek Carr. I think that there's guys in the draft this year that could be good guys to sit behind Carr, and I think that it would be smart 
for the Raiders regime, the front office, uh, Dave Ziegler, Champ Kelly and company, to go out and address that and sit a guy that they believe could be the heir apparent behind. Even like the 49ers did with uh, Trey Lance. They had Jimmy G, but they're like, man, we got to go trade up and get Trey Lance because he could be the future. I think that'd be okay if the Raiders did that as well. Whatever they have to do to get the next guy. I know Derek Carr is fine. I think he could win some games. I think he can take the Raiders to the playoffs and even make a deep run. But at some point, you have to start to think about the future. And I do think Josh McDaniels knows that. I think that Dave Ziegler knows that. I think that Champ Kelly knows that. So we'll see how it all shakes out. But I definitely believe that is on the way. We'll take one more text before we close out the show today. A text from the 505 says, uh, and it doesn't have a name, I caught your podcast for the first time today. To add to changes to be made is to bench Derek Carr for a few games and start Stidham. I've never been convinced that Carr is a franchise quarterback. Also, they need to strengthen the offensive line and get another wide receiver really soon. Chase Claypool might be available. What do you think? That's a text from the 505. Thank you for that. And I don't think that they need more wide receivers. I think they have plenty of firepower. Devontae Adams, Darren Waller went healthy, Hunter Renfro, Mac Hollins has been fine. I mean, they've got the firepower, in my opinion. They just need to get everything together, get on the same page. I don't think Stidham's the answer. I know that he moved the ball down the field once he came in the game on Sunday. I don't think Stidham's the answer. I think he's a good backup. I really do. I mean, and I've known Jared Stidham since he was in high school. I think he's a good backup. I don't think he's the guy that's going to lead the franchise moving forward. And I don't think that whole game on Sunday was all on Derek Carr either. That was on the whole team. The whole team laid an egg. It wasn't just the quarterback position. If it was just the quarterback, I could say, okay, cool, do that. But I'm not convinced that it was just a car issue. That was a team issue, what we saw on Sunday. So I don't agree with sitting car down. If you sit car down, uh, you keep him down for the rest of the season, not just for a few games. If you sit car down, he's done for the rest of the season and most likely done with his Raider career. And I don't think that's what time it is right now, especially not for Jared Stidham in my opinion. But thank you for the text. Next time you uh, chime in, man, make sure you leave us uh, your name so I can shout you out and give you a proper introduction. Just say a text from the 505. But thank you for the feedback. I do appreciate you. And, you know, hopefully we hear from you uh, sooner rather than later. But again, thanks so much. So that's going to do it for today's show. Appreciate your Raider Nation. No doubt about it. All the time making the Lockdown Raider podcast your first listen each and every day. Remember, you can find the show free and available on all platforms. Again, trying to make it work with YouTube. My man Ari is doing a lot of uh, good work behind the scenes to make it go and do appreciate everyone who subscribed to the Lockdown Raider podcast YouTube page. Over a thousand subscriptions already. Uh, got a text from one of the guys from the network said that's the fastest growing subscription base for YouTube on the Locked On Network. So shout out to you, Raider Nation. Definitely appreciate you supporting this show. And like I said, we'll have it where it needs to be sooner rather than later. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll have more calls and texts. We'll have more news and notes. We'll also be, you know, having more subjects here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. The show will be coming to you live from Arizona. My radio show will be coming to you live from Arizona. I'll be checking out Little Q play basketball later on this evening. So I'm excited about that. But should be a fun time to have a fun time, right? So uh, Raider Nation, appreciate you as always. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Until then, stay safe, take care of your family, love on your family, and most importantly, as always, just win, baby.